Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another exciting edition of the internationally known Two Bucks Sports Podcast. I'm your co-host Rusty Buckets, checking in live from Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, on a Tuesday night. Because <clears throat> as our tagline says, we are the Southern, we're a podcast for Southern sports fans, male, female, doesn't matter. So tonight we're bringing you a special guest, courtesy of my co-host Uncle Buck, Drew Gann. Uh, Drew, welcome to the podcast, sir. Thanks for having me, Rusty. Glad to be on for another special edition podcast where typically on these special edition podcasts is because we get somebody to join us, and it's always fun to have someone join us. So, Rusty, you've been out of school a lot longer than I have. So I'm a class of 2011 graduate of Kossuth High School. Young buck. And, yeah. And uh, so a lot of times when you get our age and you look back at high school, you'll wonder what everybody's doing now. And, you know, sometimes you get a doctor or a lawyer and in bigger cities, if you go to bigger schools, you may have a professional ball player that you knew. And uh, for us, well, I look back and I was like, man, what's everybody getting up to? And I see on Facebook that uh, a good buddy of mine from back in high school has just won the international finals rodeo saddle bronc end of year championship. And so I called him and I'm like, you want to jump on the podcast with me? So. Cody, it's been a while, but welcome to the podcast. Everybody, welcome Cody Reinhardt. How you doing, brother? Good, buddy. How are you? Uh, just peachy. Just peachy. So, Thank you all for having me on here, too. Oh, hey. The pleasure is all, all ours. So first off, <clears throat> uh, Cody, I've known you for a long time. I, I used to go riding horses with you out at, uh, out at your dad's farm out in Hinkle. Since eighth and, grade. <laughs> yeah, since eighth grade. I, I did seventh grade twice. I, decided, I had so much fun, I did it again. And my second time through, I got in the same grade as Cody, and we got up to be big buddies. And so he is my first and only ex- uh, experience in riding horses. And a quick story before we go down memory <laughs> lane with, with Cody and see where he got started. Uh, I got to go ride horses with Cody. It sounded like a fun time. And it was a fun time the first couple times. And then Cody's daddy, Mr. Marty, and – you know, if you know anybody, you can judge the merit of a rancher by how many fingers he has. And Marty doesn't have the full 10 anymore. And so, you know, he's good at what he does. And uh, so I guess he thought I was better than I was. And so he used to put me on the horses that didn't know how to carry people yet. And uh, about the third time getting bucked off and never went back. <laughs> so, uh, so, so me, me and Cody go way back. He put him on a few green ones and, uh, he uh he drew finally learned not to come back so <laughs> yeah i've never for a minute tried to convince anybody that i was made to ride horses for a living or be a be a rodeo or maybe a clown but but nothing uh nothing exciting so to put uh, a to put a little uh, uh character representation of my father uh several of my rodeo friends when we were uh in high school and college they nicknamed him John Wayne because he doesn't show any emotion or anything like that. He's just, just straight face the whole time. Yeah, he is very much the Sam Elliott character in The Ranch, if you've ever seen The Ranch. Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> spot on, mustache and all. Yeah, so let's go back to the beginning. And the I was doing some research and looking at you and seeing some of your rankings and some of your finishes in the past. And the first question that kept popping in my mind was, <clears throat> why why does anybody want to do this <laughs> uh you know i i get asked that every now and then and 
uh, I have to remind myself of of why I'm in it and why I do it. Uh, is simply I just uh, God put a desire in my heart to ride Bronx and rodeo and uh, the lifestyle, and uh, I just I, I love riding Bronx, and I get to use my platform that I have now to uh, uh, give back and share the gospel as well at times. So uh, I guess you could say that's the why. Hey, yeah, was, that's a I good was, why, isn't it? I was yep. reading in your, in your bio, and it looks like you've got a degree in ministry from Blue Mountain College. Is that correct? Yep, I've got a, I've got a, <laughs> I've got two degrees actually, kind of. I guess you could say. Uh, I've got my bachelor's in Christian ministry with a minor in business, and then I've got another degree from East Mississippi with a uh, welding and fabrications. Yeah, so, see, the the thing the three of us have in common, Cody, is that we have lots of college degrees. <laughs> but only one of us is a doctor. <laughs> so, uh, so uh, how many of us are actually using their degree currently is the better question. I'm using my latest one. Yes, oh, there you go. go. I'm using my doctor degree. I'm a physical therapist in Myrtle Beach, and uh, I use it most days. There you go. There you go. Yeah. So why Bronx? Uh, well, I wasn't good at bull riding. I was a little bit too top heavy. Uh, bear. <laughs> bareback riding uh it didn't like me too much i had to worry about sore shoulders sore arm sore back then injuries after that so uh bull ride uh saddle bronc riding it wasn't my first pick but it kind of picked me i was better at it so i stuck with it and it's it's paid off so for a saddle bronc rider what's the build that you're looking for you talked about being too top heavy for bull riders i know those guys are really short and compact yeah what's what's the build like for a saddle bronc uh it's really with saddle bronc riding it really doesn't matter uh but you have to be an athlete like you have to work out you have to condition your body you have to put in you got to invest in yourself to uh be able to do this as a for a living uh the way that rodeo has evolved over the last five ten years because there's so much money up like you've got to be you've got to be an athlete uh i've I've, i guess you could say i put on a little little poundage over the holidays so i got (laughs) to slim up before the summer gets here uh but it really doesn't matter on the build it's just uh if you if you do the work if you invest in your body and, and put out uh you get you get out what you put in you know right so so if you're investing in yourself and and getting your body ready to go compete, then anybody can do it. It sounds kind of like baseball. Used to, they'd play baseball on beer and hot dogs, and it doesn't sound like that's the way a rodeo anymore. No, no. Like uh, <laughs> 10, 10, 15, 20 years ago, uh, guys were, uh, after the rodeos, they was going to the bars, going to the honky-tonks, going to the party. Uh drinking beer behind the chutes, uh, smoking cigarettes left and right, you know, there, there's still a bunch of them that smoke and dip and everything. But, but if you want to come, like I said, if you want to compete, if you want to make a living at it, cause there's so much money up for grabs now, uh, you've, you've really got to put the effort in. That's awesome. I, uh, what I gained from that is that you said to ride bulls, it needed to be a little short and stocky. Is that right? Yeah, you would have been perfect. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> so far, being the short and stocky type, I've learned that I could either uh, race horses for the derby, 
be a power lifter or ride bulls. And so there you go. Options. There you go. Yeah. You just you just you just have to lose that uh like kind of like me yours might be a little bit bigger though uh that that layer that's on your abs because I know you have them right it's, right it, they're just protected right now protected yes <laughs> yes <laughs> yep noted noted <laughs> yeah, there <you> <laughs> there's reasons to lose that layer but one of them is not going to be to get on the back of a bull <laughs> Drew's thinking this redneck is calling me out on his own po- podcast <laughs> what a jerk. <laughs> If you see me in public, it's <laughs> yeah. But uh, Drew, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't quit your day job, sir. Those bulls get real angry when you get on their backs. I'm sure, uh, much like the the Bronx do, Cody. I uh, I grew up a kind of a somewhat fan of rodeos. Uh, my family's yeah. in South Mississippi. There was quite a few that would go around Quitman, Waynesboro, Meridian, Mississippi, and so saw a few there growing up. And it always seemed like when you got bucked off a bull, like you had to get out of Dodge because they were looking for vengeance. Yeah. By and large, from what I saw growing up and what I've seen on TV, the horses aren't that way. They seem to be once you get off of them, they seem to be at least a little bit satisfied and kind of get out of the way. Yeah. I mean, like like with bull riding, uh, their their career bulls till they're like eight or nine. If you see one older than that, they're special, you know, Uh, and and with Bronx like. their their career starts when they're four or five years old and it they're done they can they can buck until they're 20 30 years old i've gotten on a 30 year old bronc one time at a school he was older than i was at the time (laughs) uh but like they're just horses are different uh they're not they're not really headhunters some of them some of them can be i had one actually bite me this weekend uh when i was helping a guy uh in the bareback riding but uh, but with with the saddle bronc riding and the bareback riding, like uh, after the eight seconds is up and you've made your ride, you're double grabbing and you're getting off on the pickup man, and the pickup man's coming in and taking care of the horse and running it out <clears throat> for the most part. Like with colts, they've got to have a little bit of a little bit of uh learning on what to do. But uh, after after horses figure it out, a lot of times after they hear that whistle, they're done. Mm-hmm. themselves so they so the bucket. horses learn when to stop that's oh yeah they're smart they're smart they're they're animals they got a brain a lot smarter than them cows i guess i guess i just always think you know so you've got horses and the colts you have to break and then they learn to ride so i figured at one point these broncs would just go out of the chute and be like just broken walking horses at that point <laughs> uh well like i i have seen like several several guys take some bronx that weren't gonna make it uh like they they weren't gonna be bucking horses and take them and break them and ride them and end up being pickup horses as well there's a there's actually a picture of two sisters uh two real splashed up pretty pretty draft cross uh bucking horses and the the pickup man is riding one of them and the guy that uh uh just got off his horse uh was on or was on the bronc and they're side by side one of them's bucking horse one of them's a pickup horse so that was actually a really neat a really neat thing backstory i guess you could say but um but yeah it's just all animals are different all all bronx are different you know uh some of them make it some of them don't yeah what a, is there a certain and i know just enough to, about horses to be dangerous but is there 
Is there certain breeds that are better for bucking, for better for pickup horses? Does it really matter? Well, y- you know, you wouldn't want to ride a you wouldn't ride a want to ride a Shetland, you know. Uh, <laughs> Disagree there. <laughs> Drew might get actually. Uh, horse I don't want to be on. <laughs> I mean, any any horse can buck. Like if they've got back legs, they can buck. Uh, but but uh, I will say like you you do want to breed for buckers. So like the 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 night jackets the lunatic fringes of the bucking stock industry uh those studs like you want the you want that bloodline uh on your stock because they're gonna be worth more just because of their name but their genetics are in there to buck like they they've got it down to the science you it genetics is so crazy nowadays like what they can do what they can pull out like I, I, I will not say I'll never say that the horses and bulls are ranker now than they've ever been because there's always been rank bulls. There's always been rank horses since the 40s and 50s, whenever rodeo got started. But there's just so much more of them because they can mass produce them now. Right. That makes sense. I never thought about, you know, you always hear about the, the breed line in in competitive racing horses i never yep. thought that there would be a, a bloodline that you would trace back that would be valuable in in bucking bronx yes yes there's That's a ton there's a ton let me see if i can remember there's a ton of horses in the bucking stock industry now except for like one or two that go back to a draft cross that was a uh, named wolf wolf something he's a bit he was is a big gray horse uh i know exactly the one you're talking about yeah but but like but like they've they've kind of like uh cross-pollinated a little bit well not cross-pollinated but cross-referenced all these bucking stock with genetics back to this certain bloodline from uh whenever rodeo first started in america well let me change gears a little bit cody because i've something in my research has bugged me and what one thing you'll learn about me is that I am casual and I have worked in a career in an industry before in which you had to dress up for work, you know, business casual. Yep. And so I've had this war on business casual, for yep. instance, worked in a call center. And for some reason, even though I never saw the light of day or customers, I had to wear slacks and button downs. And I had to do that in another career where I interned as an engineer in an office and I had to wear slacks and button downs. And I just think it's garbage. I don't, I'm not. Sounds depressing. Uh, Yeah, it was, it was. The first one drove me to college and the second one drove me to a different job within the same career. Uh, (laughs) And so I always feel like, you know, your salesmen, your doctors, you know, your lawyers, I understand the dress code and whatnot, but why in the world to get on a horse that's going to buck you off? Do you have to wear collars like button down shirts? It seems like you should just be wearing chain mail or at least just like a dry fit shirt you know whenever you think of a cowboy what do you think of that's my point so why we should get away from that right why i would disagree I'm, I'm a fan of the the pink like the bright color shirts that you see a lot of these guys wear like i think it i mean there's always a chance you know you're gonna get thrown up in the air you might as well look good while you're doing it right cody I mean, that's right. For your casket, that's right. right. So, so here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing. All right. Uh, look good. Feel good. One. Okay. We, okay. we can all, Noted. we can all agree on that. 
okay. look good. If you look good, you feel good. If you feel good, you ride good. If you ride good, it pays good. So that being said, also, I'm in a judged event. Okay. Okay. I'm in a judged event. So whenever I show up, uh, if I'm riding the same caliber of horse and same caliber of my technique, of my skill level with this other guy. But if I've got a clean hat on, if I got a nice shirt that's been starched, starched jeans, got the crease, if my chaps and vest are clean, they look good. I look good. I look clean versus this guy that's got a dingy looking hat on, a uh, wrinkly shirt, wrinkly jeans. His stuff looks like it hasn't been cleaned in five years. Got some, It has mold on it. In your opinion, who do you think would be the higher score? Well, I rest my case in that, you know, because I, I'm ignorant to this. I give, yeah. I'm going to give it that yeah. to you, you know. Um, if you ride, he admitted, he admitted yeah, it. I admitted it. And it's, it's recorded. <laughs> I'm ignorant <laughs> to rodeo. So if, if appearance, if the, uh, the show showmanship quality is judged in, in bronc riding and in rodeo, then I rest it, my case. It's technically not, it's not supposed to be, but, but, but because we, because we are human. And we see this guy that's actually clean cut and looks good versus not in our minds. If they're riding the, even though they're riding the same, oh, he's cl- he looks he looks better. I'm going to mark him a point or two higher. Yeah, that 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 leads kind of into the next conversation, and I think that it's a good segue. So, is it is it a hundred point scale that the ride is judged on? It is. So so, uh, fifty points is awarded to the horse. Fifty points is awarded to the rider. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so whenever you break that up too, it's divided between two judges. So you get, uh, that 50 points, uh, is divided up with, with the judges on that. So they get 25 points to judge off of on the horse and then the rider too. So you get two 25 point, uh, judging, which equals 50. Right. Uh, so the rider, the rider and the, and the animal are judged. Mm-hmm. And then in that technique, I know like the offhand can't, is not supposed to touch the animal. Yeah. Your free hand can't touch anything. What other points are they looking for there for our listeners that don't know much about saddle bronc riding, like our, our ignorant co-host here? What are some other yeah. points they're looking listeners for? Listeners and co-hosts. <laughs> so for the saddle bronc riding, uh, it's, it's, you got your free hand up, whatever. And then your uh, your riding hand is on your rein uh, that you got to keep hold of. If you let go of your rein, uh, it's a de- it's a disqualification. Uh, your feet's in stirrups. If you lose your stirrups, it's a disqualification. If you don't get your mark out, it's a disqualification. So uh, you're looking to set your feet, have a strong mark out whenever the horse comes out. And by mark out, I mean uh, your feet have to be above the points of the shoulders uh, on the horse whenever he takes that first step out or first jump out. And then after you get your mark out, you start going at them and spurring them. Uh, spurring back to your saddle and setting your feet again. Uh, lifting on your rein, keeping your shoulders back, uh, staying square. Interesting. 
So, yeah, absolutely. And, and you talk about like the, the bucking horses. I want to circle back to them for just a minute. You talked about you have to be an athlete. You have to train, yep. go to the gym and work out. Is there a training regiment for the horses or do they just naturally buck? Uh, yes and no. Uh, like like your top stock contractors, because, I mean, it's a, it's a money thing for them, too. Uh, if you've got because they're athletes, I mean, if they're hauling up and down the road, and then they're getting kicked out to go perform for eight, maybe 16 seconds a weekend if they get bucked twice. Uh, the If the stock contractor is doing what they're doing, doing what they're supposed to, then uh, they're, they're getting them in shape. They're feeding them out right. They're uh, making them look good, feel good, so that they can go perform. Because uh, if they perform good, they get better rodeos. If they get better rodeos, and have good horses and good bulls, then they get uh, horses to the finals uh, and bulls to the finals, and that pays as well. So there's more than more than just the riders are competing in this. Yeah, I mean, uh, for the most part, they they are like uh, uh, everybody's goal as far as stock contractors. Everybody's goal is get their stock to the finals because that's where they get to showcase their animals. Uh, and they get if they make the NFR, which is in Vegas, they get paid pretty good for bringing their stock. So, well, let me ask you about this. So, back going on a decade ago now, I was in a in a band that went coast to coast for a summer. And yep. uh, coming off of that, you know, we we had an RV and we stayed in campsites and you know lived the life for a month or so and down by the river. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, in a van down by the river. And, um, so the, uh, the life is different. The life that you live is different than what most people can sympathize with. You know, I see that yeah. you've got your own sprinter van and you live on the road and you come yep. back home and see mom and daddy and, you know, and Corey on the, on the off weekends or over the off season. What is, what is it like? How do you like living on the road like that? Uh, I, I enjoy it a lot. Like, uh, there's, I've traveled every way you can. We're bumming, bumming places to stay, to having a truck and camper, to, uh, staying in a van, uh, which the van's converted, you know, and, mm-hmm. and that's the best way to go for me just because it's so easy to get around, get in and out of rodeos. Uh, and whenever I'm ready to go to sleep, I can pull over and sleep right there. Like right. it's uh, just find me a nice, uh, nice safe truck stop, you know, and uh, get you uh, a couple lot lizards and yeah, there you go, there you go, <laughs> stay away. Yeah. Just, ma'am, can you please sign the ledger at the door? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, the reason why I ask is that you know I when we were doing that and I came home like I had a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, you live but, a rock star lifestyle. Yeah. <laughs> But then when you come home, I'm just like, you know, I don't know that I could do this for the rest of my life. You know, is is that something you struggle with? Is that you do you I mean, you've obviously to do something like that, to be in a touring rock band or to, you know, play music or to rodeo or anything else. You've got to love that lifestyle. Is that something that you just that's got to be awesome, though, if you love it? Yeah. I mean, like like I said, uh, we technically get to live the rock star lifestyle because we get to go entertain people on the weekends and, and then get to win money 
you know, uh, just we don't get paid like rock, rock stars. Uh, our, pay, we. our pay is based off of uh, how we ride and what we draw. So sometimes it's good and sometimes it's bad. So, but yeah, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it unless I loved it. Right. That's life's, awesome, too sh- life's too short for that. That's it. Where are you checking in from tonight? Are you back home? Is this your off season or where are you at? Uh, so I'm about, I'm coming off my off season. I, actually, I just got back from the IFR, which is in Oklahoma City. Uh, and it's probably North Carolina. So I'll be kind of, kind of close to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, not really, but, uh, then next week. Yeah. Next week, uh, I go to Fort Worth, Texas on Tuesday and Wednesday. And then I got to come back for Philadelphia, Mississippi for the weekend. Then the next weekend, I've got something down in Biloxi, Mississippi. And then I'm I'm gun ho uh, two or three rodeos a weekend uh, till summer. And then whenever summer gets here, I'll be gone. How many rodeos do you average in a year? Uh, probably about 100, 120. Shoo. So, yeah. That's getting it. It is. It is. I went to... Uh, from let's see flat this last year was technically my rookie season in the prca and i went to 80 of those and then uh in the ipra i just went to about 40 of them along with some other uh amateur rodeos here and there so i actually probably went to more than that this last year all right you bring up oh go ahead rexy last question speaking of that or last question for now like in professional baseball they've got like the major leagues, triple A, double A, single A, they've kind of got tiers to it. Yeah. I'm sure y'all have got something similar because you mentioned amateur rodeos, the IFR. Like, What are the levels to, to rodeo? Yeah, so there's – I mean, pro rodeo is pro rodeo. I mean, that's basically what it is. If you have a professional event, it's a professional event. Uh, how it's run it might be a little bit different, you know. There's some amateur associations. Uh, there's a ton of them here in the southeast, uh, but the two major rodeo associations are the PRCA and the IPRA. And I guess you could look at it as uh, uh, St. Louis Cardinals and the Memphis Redbirds, I guess, right. if you wanted. Like PRCA is the top of the top. That's where the big money is. Like uh, there's a guy that almost won a million dollars just in the regular season and at the finals this year uh in the all around and then uh like in in the ipra i i'll explain it this way uh to me it's more like blue collar white collar mm-hmm. uh white collar is the prca where they're like make a living at it that's what they do that's all they're all about uh where the ipra is more of kind of a blue collar where they still have jobs during the week and then they get to go rodeo on the weekend and um Earn a little extra cash. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, uh, guys like me that's hitting both really hard. So, um, you know, so trying to. In order to get on that professional circuit, like we have a fantasy football league. Uh, yeah. And our, my, my co-host didn't do real well this year, right? No, this so, isn't a fantasy football podcast. Keep talking. As a, as a punishment, <laughs> could we sign him up for a professional rodeo or would it have to be an amateur? Uh, I would go amateur. He would I would too. Andrew, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Except yeah. instead of riding a bull, let me ride one of those goats. <laughs> or is that just for kids? That still might be too tall for you to jump on. 
Let's hope he doesn't have rubber boots. <laughs> no, I have a pair of boots. So. <laughs> well, so uh, real quick, uh, let's go back to the start. We're not going to keep you much longer, but I'm curious to how you got started with this. I remember when we were in high school and we were eating dinner at my mama Kate's house. Uh, and you told her, you said, so this weekend, I think I'm going to get on a bull. <laughs> and I'm sure she gave you the same response everybody did was like, are you trying to die? So from that point, you were hooked and you worked your, way, in, you worked your way into Saddle Bronx and found your passion in your found your niche within the rodeo. From that point, how do you get to here? Is it just busting your tail and hitting every rodeo and getting good? Or did you is there a path that people follow? So, uh, there's a path I follow and there's a path that I recommend. Uh, I got, I got on my, I got on my first bull whenever I was 16 years old and I was like, this is, this is it. This is what I want to do. Uh, and then whenever I was 17, I finally got everything and, uh, started going, uh, to just a, a podunk, so, uh, wouldn't even say association, just, uh, rodeo production around here. And going to practice pens, going and getting on everything I could. Uh, like I, I, I give up playing football my senior year so I could go rodeo uh, or be able to rodeo. And I, uh, that same year, my senior year, I tried getting on some bareback horses and getting on some saddle broncs, and uh, started, you know, figuring out what I really wanted to do. Um, I had gotten a scholarship in the bareback riding to a school and, uh, looking back, I wish I would have went, but I knew I wasn't supposed to. So I didn't, uh, cause I feel like it would have really took off my rodeo career a little earlier. Right. Because being in the Southeast, just like, for example, uh, what's the most popular sport here in the Southeast? Football. Football. Football, exactly, exactly. What's the most popular sport in Wyoming and Montana? Okay, yeah. Point taken. So, so growing up in the southeast and not being in a rodeo family, there wasn't really anywhere for me to practice or or learn. But I I got with some good people uh, around my senior year, freshman year of college that kind of pointed me in the right direction. And I started going to uh, rodeo schools, bull riding schools. And then whenever I give that up and started saddle bronc riding, I really hammered on uh, saddle bronc riding schools to learn from the best uh, and use that. Because, you know, uh, the old phrase of uh, uh, practice makes perfection, but uh, perfect practice makes perfect execution. So if you're learning the right things at the right time, then uh you can excel a lot earlier so uh finished college and whenever i finished college i had made the college finals uh and went to castor wyoming and i stayed out there all summer and went to uh cody wyoming which has the night show which is a 90-day rodeo right outside wow. of yellowstone uh so you can go up there the entry fees are cheap and you can get on every single night uh, if you want to, if your body can hold up and really hone in in whatever profession that you're doing in rodeo. And uh, and that's what I did. And then the second time I did that, uh, I'd already bought my car in the IPRA. And the second year I was 
up there for the full summer. Uh, I ended up breaking my neck and, uh, that's because of me breaking my neck. I started investing in myself more to, cause I realized, you know, this is, you know, this is actually dangerous. <laughs> uh, right. It took my, you that long? <laughs> my career almost, well, I took it for granted, you know, uh, I took it for granted and realized, you know, if I really want to do this, then I have really have to invest in myself. So, uh, that's whenever I started working out because I broke my neck is why I started working out. And, uh, it's, it's turned my bronc riding around. Uh, I've worked out by myself for a few years, just on my own stuff. And then I got on with camping, living fitness, which is designed for rodeo athletes. And whenever I jumped on with them, that took my bronc riding to a whole new level. So I say all this to whoever is listening that wants to rodeo. Uh, learn from people that have been there and learn from the best. Invest in yourself early. Go to schools. Work out. Get on a uh, regular program that is designed specifically for you. Having a trainer is so worth it. Getting on a program that is designed for you and give it your all every single time. Give it your all every single day. Because, I mean, our life's short and rodeo career is even shorter. Because, you know, uh, saddle bronc riders, they're top uh, until they can, uh, their top age whenever they retire is probably about 38, 39, 40 years old. Right. So uh, then you got the rest of your life. So uh, if you're going to do it, give it your all. Every single day. So uh, that's a that's a phenomenal point, man. Uh, you know, the, the thing I got to worry about at work is a paper cut or my feet getting tired. So I uh, <laughs> cannot relate to breaking an egg, man. That's that's incredible to see you bounce back from that. And and uh, kind of a follow up question. You're talking about like rodeo and like kind of traveling rodeo and together. You mentioned earlier that you helped with some of the bareback stuff. That's what got you bit this past weekend. Yeah. Uh, my exposure to rodeo a little bit in high school. I went to high school with Aaron Rainey, who did team pinning, yep. and Will Bradley, who did some team roping. I know them both. Are y'all y'all's events? Are they on the same night? Would you help with those events? Are those on different nights? How does like a traditional rodeo work in that sense? So uh, the team pinning is just totally different of from rodeo, but uh, Will's a calf roper, and I think he team ropes too. So. Uh, me and me and him have traveled together too. Like we went all the way up to Michigan for a rodeo with a big group of us, <clears throat> but like for a normal rodeo, uh, it's, it's, you start out with a bareback riding or you start out with a national anthem, of course, you know, gotta have something patriotic. Right. Uh, yep. There you go. Uh, start with a bareback riding, then you move to the calf roping or, uh, or steer wrestling rather. Steer wrestling, team roping. Which has always then, just befuddled me. These guys will jump off a perfectly good horse, snatch a cow up by his head, and wrestle it to a ground. That to the ground. That is impressive. Yep. And then uh team roping, then you come back with side bronc riding, uh calf roping, breakaway roping, barrel racing, bull riding. So when you guys go to uh travel and you're in your busy season, this is the last question I've got because I have been curious about this. You're going from, say, Cody, Wyoming, and your next ride is in Georgia. Is there a caravan of 
rodeoers like you know like you got the uh when nascar moved from one race to the other you know you go down the interstate and it's nothing but but semis pulling nascars so, sometimes sometimes it's like that uh so like during the summer run like cowboy christmas uh whenever july gets here that's our that's our uh bread and butter you can go to you can go to two three maybe even four rodeos a day if you hit it just right uh but that's booking it and then you better have an airplane too uh, so like you you will see herds of us convoys of <laughs> of truck and campers vans or truck and trailers headed to from one rodeo to another uh but uh, as far as going from cody wyoming to georgia whoever's doing that schedule better uh better Damn. get a better agent okay. <laughs> so i appreciate you hopping on with us cody uh you bet buddy real, real quick uh tell us i i googled uh prca rodeo mm -hmm. and the first thing that popped up was february 4th in tupelo mississippi they're having an event uh I don't know if you're taking part in that, but just take a second here to tell us where we can find you if we want to watch, you know, where we can watch and where there's a schedule where we can keep up with you. Yeah, and give so your social medias as well so people can follow you and keep up with you. Yeah, so uh, any, anybody can look me up on Facebook or Instagram. Uh, uh, Cody Reinhardt, professional saddle bronc rider on Facebook, and then uh, Born Again Ruffy uh, on Instagram is the handle on that. Uh, but as far as my schedule, like I said, I'm at Raleigh and if y'all have the cowboy channel, uh, if you don't, you have to, you got to download it or whatever, but, uh, and buy it, subscribe is the word I was looking for. There you go. Uh, yeah. Raleigh, North Carolina this weekend will be on, on the cowboy channel, Fort Worth on Tuesday and Wednesday will be, uh, on the cowboy channel as well. The two deals that I've got after that in Philadelphia and Biloxi, that's not going to be televised, uh, or anything like that, but uh, I'm sadly I'm going to miss Tupelo, but I will be in Corinth at the end of February, and I'm pretty good at posting my schedule and letting everybody keep up with that. So uh, uh, be be watch be watching just on my social medias, uh, and I'll have I'll have that posted pretty regular. And just for clarity for everybody who doesn't know Cody, uh, that's Cody with a K. K-O-D-Y, Reinhardt, uh, on his Facebook. And his Instagram is born again Ruffy. That's uh, born again, one word, underscore Ruffy. That's R-O-U-G-H-Y. I just looked it I'll, up just to make sure. I'll make sure to put all that information in the episode description so you can find and follow him and make sure that you can keep up with him and uh, learn more about rodeo, which is uh, one of the more unheralded sports, unfortunately, in our in our country. But it's a it's a fun one to watch and a fun one to keep up with for sure. And I'll, I'll shoot you straight. Um, I haven't watched rodeo in a long time, but after talking to you, I'm definitely interested and I'm always looking for more things to, to keep up with. So I'll, I'll tune in, uh, go get, you called it the cowboy network, right? To go keep up with the, keep up with you on the rodeo circuit. Uh, the cowboy, it's on the cowboy channel. The cowboy uh, channel. Okay. Yeah. That's the name of it. And, uh, Drew, if you come to Corinth, I know my mechanical bull will be there. Hey. So, want to get a taste of it do you bring those to birthday i could give you a free ride i do actually yes okay my daughter turns I hire one. out yeah my, my daughter turns <laughs> one and her birthday party is february the 4th you want to bring that to a church in ryan's in mississippi i promise you i'll get on it <laughs> with her with her turning one is it byob bring uh, your own bottle 
<laughs> yes, yes, yeah. Bottle, but I will have to inspect the label. <laughs> so it's at my grandmother's church. So. Ooh, there you go. Yeah. So, so yeah. Well, Russ, uh, Rusty, you got anything else before we wind down with Cody? I do got one last question, Cody, and I think it's be interesting for me and for our listeners for sure. But what goes through your mind as you're hopping on that horse, you're strapping in, you're tying your hand in, like walk us through what's going through your mind, like your prep, your checks before that gate opens and your world turns upside down. So, um, you know, I go through all my checks on what I got to have on my saddle correct and my rein measurement. Uh, but it, I always learned, I learned early about having a hyper body, but a sound mind. So it's muscle memory. That's why training and doing things correctly, creating that muscle memory to react to what the bronc does uh, and finding that timing. So uh, it's just I clear my head, tell myself to believe in myself and to uh, uh, keep gassing and go at him. Uh, <laughs> I know a lot of people make fun of me, for it, but uh, I'll before I climb on the horse, I'll slap myself. But that's just. <laughs> And and then I'll climb on, but that's just my trigger to tell me to uh, it's it's go time. Yep, that's basically right. it. Right. They uh, I can't remember who uh, who it was. There was an NBA player one time that said, uh, basically before I uh, before I start, the person who I'm guarding that day, I picture him slapping my mama, <laughs> and uh, that's what got him going. So kind of the same thing, except you slap yourself. That's incredible. That's pretty good. Well, Cody, man, this is this has been phenomenal. Really appreciate you joining us tonight and opening our eyes a little bit to uh, the world of rodeo. I know our listeners appreciate it. I appreciate learning some stuff tonight and get to know a, a cool guy like yourself, man. This has been great. I really enjoyed it. And appreciate you being here. Thank you, guys. I appreciate y'all. Hey, thanks, Cody. We'll keep up with you. Sounds yeah. good. Again, I'll put all the socials in the episode description. Make sure you can keep up with him. Uh, Guys, thanks for tuning in, and we'll see y'all tomorrow night.